I must admit, I don't have, um, you know, a super developed, a super elaborate, a super um, eloquent homily. But I do want to share a couple of things from a couple of saints. I figured that would be, that'd be better than anything that, that I can give. One is a letter from St. John Leonardi to Pope Paul V. So he's one of the options for, for today. And he was um, a priest in, around the time of the Council of Trent. So a time of great uncertainty, great turmoil, great reform uh, in the church. And this was, of course, on, on a lot of people's minds, a lot of priests, a lot of bishops, a lot of cardinals, of course, the Pope, and including St. John Leonardi. So he's, re- he's regarded, he's redeemed, he's esteemed for being a great reformer and a great teacher of, of reform. So I'll just read here, and of course, this is very relevant to us today. And so I'll just read here something that he wrote to Paul V, which is a short paragraph. Those who want to work for moral reform in the world must seek the glory of God before all else. Because he is the source of all good, they must wait for his help and pray for it in this difficult and necessary undertaking. They must then present themselves to those they seek to reform as mirrors of every virtue and as lamps on a lampstand. Their upright lives and noble conduct must shine before all who are in the house of God. In this way, they will gently entice the members of the church to reform instead of forcing them, lest, in the words of the Council of Trent, they demand of the body what is not found in the head, and thus upset the whole order of the Lord's household. And so this, this first line of, in particular can serve as a bridge, too, between the gospel and what I'm, read, what I'm going to read from St. John Henry Newman, those who want to work for moral reform in the world must seek the glory of God before all else. Right? And we're all engaged in this work, in this work of, of moral reform in the world. And in a special way, you guys helping inspire and helping mm-hmm. deliver new priests and religious to the church. You're in a very direct way involved in the work of moral reform. But I know that it can be distracting, it can be tempting to focus on the work, to focus on the mission, to focus on results. And there's a time and a place to that for that. But in, the, in his words here, those who m- want to work for moral reform in the world must seek the glory of God before all else. That's the key, to seek the glory of God before all else. And here's what John Henry Newman had to say about this in, in, re- in, re- in reflecting on this question. Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Because this, this is the direction, right? This is the angle. It's like, I'm, we seek our own salvation first. We seek our eternal life first. This keeps us grounded in giving glory to God. This keeps us grounded in the path to heaven. And this is what allows us to then serve others and help others and, and work for moral reform in the world. So this question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? John Henry Newman said, Faith at most makes us a hero. Love makes a saint. Faith can put us above the world, but love brings us under God's throne. Faith can make us sober, but love makes us happy. It is possible for a man to have the clearest, calmest, most exact view of the realities of heaven, may most firmly, and this is one of the, the scholars the church esteems as having just that, right? having the most exact view of the realities of heaven may most firmly realize and act upon the truths of the gospel 
may have that full confidence in God's word as to be able to do miracles, may have such simple, absolute faith as to give up his property to feed the poor, may so scorn the world with and with so royal the heart trample upon it. And this is a, I think we see this in a lot of in a lot of folks with good intentions, maybe even in ourselves sometimes, having a good desire to correct the church, to do these things. And go, we go out and we so scorn the world and with so royal the heart trample upon it as even to give his body to be burned by a glorious martyrdom. Yeah, I'm willing to be a martyr. I'm willing to do all these things. And yet it is abstractly possible that none of these proper acts of faith in itself necessarily implies love. The apostle says that though a person be, be all that has been said, yet unless he be also something besides Unless he have love, it profits him nothing. And I won't read the, the second paragraph just for length, but it's really good as well. I encourage you to read it. It's just that you know, I'm cheating here. I'm reading from the Magnificat Reflection this morning. But it's really rich and worth, worth really consideration. So, in short, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Above all, to seek the glory of God and to have charity, to grow in charity, to ask God for charity, and to love God above all else. 